Welcome to the Comic Syllabus. We read widely and dig deep in the worlds of comics and graphic novels. I'm Paul, I'm an English teacher and a comics reader. We are um, part of the multiversitycomics.com network of podcasts and shows. At that site, you'll find reviews, previews, interviews, union dues, cordon blues, um, all kinds of things. Actually, there are no... Um, <laughs> the. Uh, if you appreciate this kind of look at graphic novels and comics, please subscribe wherever you find podcasts and uh, help me get the word out about Comic Syllabus because um, I'd love to hear from you all out there. Um, not sure if anybody's out there listening, so um, definitely happy to do this podcast um, as a service to y'all, but would love your feedback or just a shout out. Um, and this week, our polybag segment is going to look at four comics. Uh, I decided that Polybagged will focus on comics that come out from non-Big 2 publishers. That means we will um, not look at DC and Marvel every week because, you know what, there's actually a lot of great coverage of those out there. And it's not that I'm not interested in those, not that they're not on my pull list, you know, that I pick up every week from um, comic shops, but just that I think that we will cover here on Comic Syllabus uh, Marvel and DC as they become available, you know, uh, on Marvel Unlimited and on DC Universe Infinite. Um, Marvel Unlimited is sort of three months behind the publishing schedule and uh, DC Infinite uh, six months behind the releases. So um, that just lets us kind of look at them in a different rhythm. Uh, I, I'm still looking forward to talking about Loki and some of the Loki comics that I've been reading on uh, Marvel Unlimited and Comixology Unlimited, you know, in light of the show going on right now. And I uh, still want to um, look forward to some segments about the Eisner nominations coming up. But for this week, comics that came out to shops on June 16th, let's talk about the many deaths of Lila Star um, or Layla Star, Layla, Lila, Layla, from uh, Boom Studios and um, Home number three from Image Comics, Rangers of the Divide number two from Dark Horse, and Compass number one from Image Comics. And we start with, um, we start at home. <laughs> we start with Home Issue 3, written by Julio Anta, with art by Anne Wiszczyk. Wiszczyk, forgive me if I mispronounced that. And uh, cover art by Lisa Sterl. Um, home has gotten better and better with each issue, um, which I'm excited about because although a lot of people were excited about this book when it came out, I think some of the response from critics was a little bit tepid. And I thought that that was unfortunate because I really think that the book is doing something special. Um, Anta and Wischik are weaving the story of a, um, a migrant family, a, a, a son and, and his mother, who have um, left Guatemala um, and made way, made their you know uh, way up that perilous journey through Mexico to come to the United States and are met by um, shall we say characteristically unwelcoming even malicious you know um, border patrol ice agents and um, at issue three not to give away too much but a little bit again of premises and not necessarily the punchlines we've found out that um, the son who's been separated from his mother um, as so many families, were separated at the border have has um, has these superpowers, and I know some of the critical reaction initially was sort of like, oh, another story with superpowers, um, and others were maybe just finding their way or feeling their way around in unfamiliarity with the art style. I um I really thought from issue one that the creators had landed on something really unique, really 
effective for telling this kind of story. First of all, that um, the idea of superpowers not just being for those in society who are um, typically privileged or powerful has always been kind of at the root of comic book storytelling, I mean from Superman on, but I think to tell a story of not just the humanity and the struggle, but really the power and the, you know, and the, and the fight back of folks like um, the, the boy that we see on the cover here, you know, not just your Kansas Clark Kent's or your um, New York Peter Parker's, but really um, like the kind of young people and the, and the family, families and the refugees that as an educator actually get to work with and, and, and teach and get to know kids like this every day and let me tell you that they 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 do have superpowers um not the kind that blasts energy from your hands but the kind that um like deserves the power of fantasy storytelling like this and so i've loved this about home and i think that well i just felt like it's about time it's about time that um we applied this kind of you know really magnetic um storytelling power to 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 young people and to women um, like our heroes in this book. Um, in issue three, uh, the story continues to develop. So somewhat spoilers for the previous issues, as uh, mother and son have been separated by, um, by border patrol agents. And then we find out here, actually we can see on the opening pages that um, the mom has been um, deported um, to Guatemala. We, we can just, um, I think really see this very human drama, and I, I think um, the way that the story is told, the way that um, the art depicts—I mean, even on this page that you can see—such a moral, you know, heightened moral contrast between uh, the mother who's seeking safety and and uh, and that better life for her son, um, now having been separated from him and sent back in handcuffs on a plane, in contrast to what looks like they could be a tourist or something like that, um, walking down the, the, the airplane aisle. That kind of stark moral contrast of, of oppositions, like that's what comic books do. Um, I'm excited about reading Home as a literary text with young people um, because I think it puts to the comics page the things that many of us feel, experience, and see in the world, those contrasts. And so in issue three, we follow um, the mom who's uh, still doesn't know what has become of her son when after they've been separated, landing in Guatemala City. And at the same time, we also um, stay with Juan, her son, who has found, um, uh, you know, the, her, her sister-in-law, her his aunt, and um, they and he's in Texas and we come to find out in this issue that the the superpowers that we've discovered that he has um, aren't his alone. In fact, that um, at the end of issue two, we heard that his father had these powers. That was why he was in danger, that their family was in danger, and they had to flee from Guatemala. And there's just these um, really incredibly poignant scenes with um, the aunt and, you know, and Juan, and I think if you recognize the the comic book superpowers, you know the sort of superheroic, supernatural abilities as the representation or as the analog for the incredible human resilience and perseverance and 
Um, I mean, a gift for survival and gift and talent for hopefulness that it does represent in uh, marginalized and oppressed people all over. And just as we could see that in Kansas Clark Kent or in um, New York Peter Parker, we see that in Juan. I think this book is doing something really exciting and, um, and extraordinary and maybe long overdue. So um, big shouts to Anta and Wischik for this book. And I'm, I'm loving Home, issue three. And if you haven't read it, I encourage you to check it out from Image Comics. All right. And from home, we go on to the many deaths of Layla Starr. Layla Starr? Layla Starr. Um, and this is Ram B and Felipe Andrade's um, absolutely beautiful book about the sort of the, um, the fate of the, um, the god or the embodiment of, of death. Um, when uh, someone, a boy is born and, and that, you know, birth heralds, um, the, the end of the end of death. And so like some of my favorite comics in the past, uh, of things like Sandman, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and yet I know Rumby and, and Andrade know where they're going with this story. And so meanwhile, you know, here in issue three, I'm just along for the ride. It's, um, it's really helped to buy the luscious visuals. I mean, you could see on this cover and on this page um, how in this issue in particular, they've taken the idea of a cigarette and the lifeline, the lifespan of a cigarette as it crosses um, various human and superhuman characters that um, we're concerned with in the story to kind of contemplate how things maybe um, ephemeral, ephemeral passing or overlapping how the sort of smoke from um, one person's existence wafts into others's. Uh, I am not a smoker, uh, no judgment, <laughs> but I didn't think that a story about a cigarette would be that interesting to me. But once again, uh, Ram V has a way of approaching familiar comics topics and tropes from altogether unique angles and I think that um, Felipe Andrade's art is um, you know he's one of my favorites I got a Felipe Andrade page right up here he's doing a lot that I think is is concordant with his style but is also experimental and different and new in this book and I and I like it something that really kind of captures both the mysticism and the playful, sometimes baleful um, experience of existence. <laughs> so again, I'm not too sure what's going on in this book. Um, I can see the progression and I'm excited as, as, the, um, as the book continues to, to get a better read on what the book is saying. Um, but in the meantime, it's definitely worth following. Many tests of Lila Star, number three. Layla. Lila. And from there we go to Rangers of the Divide number two um, from Dark Horse Comics, written, drawn, colored, uh, inked, <laughs> lettered, all of the above by Megan Huang. Um, this is the second issue of a series that um, I wish I had gotten polybagged up and running in time to catch when the first issue came out. Um, when I saw it in previews, I thought the art looked gorgeous and extraordinary, so I really wanted to check it out. When I did, I was delighted to find that the book does have the feel of somebody who is creating it, um, you know, soup to nuts, like 
Huang is writing and drawing, and if you look at the cover art or any preview pages, like instantly the the um, ability to mix comic storytelling and kind of an animator's sensibility with light and with color and um, the clear like creating of a setting, you know, a, a, a sort of sci-fi fantasy setting and um, really painting a set of characters in a world situation. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. I thought that um, issue one showed some promise. And for me, there was uh, a feeling, maybe even a fear that some readers would come to the storytelling, uh, maybe if they're like a stodgy old reader like me uh, with a little bit of misrecognition that because I think there's a lot to the way that the characters are drawn and the way that the um sorry, drawn as in like characterized not as in the way they're drawn um the artist is as I keep saying like splendid and beautiful um but there there's a way that the storytelling the way that the characters interact that I could see an editor critiquing as maybe a little bit light a little bit um you know, maybe too much effort at banter and a little bit of the seams showing in the world. But I, I, I do think that when I'm kind of in my Western American comics mode, I feel like there's beats that are missing. When I think about manga and anime, actually Rangers of the Divide feels like it's putting the emphasis on the things that at sort of matter more in, in those kinds of stories. Um, and so you get some gorgeously drawn mythology, you get the kind of you know, character um, relationships that are, are familiar, but sprinkled in with enough doses to keep you wrapped up in the story. Um, and most of all, I mean, the drawing, the art is just incredible. Um, you can see from this page that there's uh, those kind of character interaction beats where the story spends a good amount of time, you know, with kind of like the old um, hard to please veteran ranger and then these young enthusiastic cadets who are kind of naive and you know misplaced energy and all that stuff um, that's sort of typical but again when you look at these pages um, the way that Huang is single-handedly weaving this world and filling it with 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 light and with texture and with shadow not just in this the you know very um, you know animation looking drawing but also in the um, in the situation of these rangers who have to sort of monitor uh, uh, a world between conflicts, um, and in the um, you know the the, the self doubt and the kind of the the competition for courage that that they're going through as they face these monsters that they're confronting. The monster art, by the way, and designs are incredible as well. Um, it's all pretty extraordinary, and I think most extraordinary of all that it's coming from um, you know top to bottom from a creator who for whom this is a, a Megan Huang's first first solo book I believe uh, my one worry about it is that it's a four issue miniseries I think and the fact that we've had two out of the four issues I'm I'm, I'm concerned that the pacing of it means that the story um, may be cool but may only be a taste so I just think Megan Huang uh, is really showing off some amazing chops and I hope that they get the opportunity to um, either expand out this story or to do so much more um so yes uh, check out rangers of the divide um the art alone makes it worth picking up i think this story is doing something kind of fun as well and finally we come to compass number one uh 
Compass is uh, written by Robert McKenzie and David Walker um, and uh, drawn by Justin Greenwood, um, who is also one of my favorite artists in comics. I got a Justin Greenwood, a few Justin Greenwood things out here too. Um, and, uh, you know, quickly, I, I wish that image did a better job of making making it visible, the contributions of color artists. Um, Miwa, Boland, and Troutman help make this book this book, and it's a little bit hard to find, like, on the website where, where those credits are. Um, I had to open the book itself to list those. Um, but among the many names um, in this... Uh, team of folks creating this comic, which is a sort of interesting uh, Indiana Jones-like adventure, but where the the creators are explicitly trying to tell a pre-colonial tale about um, two women from different cultures who their exploits are intersecting. And it's meant to be an adventure story that's targeted for teen readers and it's sort of all brought to you by Greg Rucka. It's kind of a Greg Rucka Presents title, which I think is interesting. Um, Compass opens with some typical sort of, you know, adventure in a dangerous place um, situations, but it's really clear from the jump that we're, um, we're not in Indiana Jones and, um, and his ilk, you know, stealing artifacts from you know, non-European and non-American uh, cultures. This is set in the uh, kind of the in the Islamic Golden Age, and um, as usual, Justin Greenwood has a way of hitting for me, you know, to my taste, just the right note between a kind of um, sketchy and loose style that keeps the um, keeps the comics feeling like comics, you know, like. Um, adventurous and kinetic and dynamic and all of that stuff um, and really rendering um, with enough specificity that fabrics look like fabrics wood looks like wood um, action looks like action that's coming alive um, so I'm just a big fan of Greenwood's art as you can as you can hear um, and as you can see on this page and also um, here we have a glimpse of the kind of intrigue that you can tell is set in this, uh, that, that is set up in this story. It's a five issue miniseries. I'm intrigued that it's, its audience is, is, is teen readers. Um, I think that um, Mackenzie and Walker, backed by Rucka um, with Greenwood, um, are doing some interesting work with the uh, idea of adventure comics. So um, Compass number one is also on my polybagged list. Anyway, check out these and other comics at your local comic book shop um, or pick them up digitally. Let me know what you think about these books. Let me know what you think about other releases from this week. Um, I'm on Twitter at Tootfly and all that other social media <laughs> that's in the show notes. Uh, thanks for hanging out with Polybag for this week. <laughs>